Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 1. Ephesians 1 verse 1. Praise God. Ephesians 1 verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Lengthy reading, I, I... I know that, I, uh, but I wanted you to hear in these first 11 verses how many times the Apostle Paul made reference to the will of God. He opened verse 1 talking about God's will, and then he spoke of it again and again throughout these verses, finally concluding here in verse 11 uh, with the statement that God works all things after the counsel of his own will. This is God's counsel. God doesn't need two other persons in the Godhead to form a counsel. God doesn't need somebody else with him in order to get counsel. Hallelujah. God does all things. He works all things after the counsel of his own will. And that's what I want to I want to preach to you about teach tonight however it however it comes out. I want to talk to you about the counsel of his will. The counsel of his will. Would you put your bibles down, lift your hands, lift your voices. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us tonight. Can we do that saints of God? Let's let's talk to him right now. Jesus I love you. Jesus I surrender myself to the will of the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm asking you, Lord, that you would use me, God, to feed your people. I'm asking, Lord, anoint these lips of clay, God, and let me be a vessel, Lord, that you use tonight. Feed the flock of God, oh, Lord, through the things you have laid upon my heart tonight. 
Help us, God. Teach us, oh Lord. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's worship him for just a moment. Before I go any farther, let's just take a moment and give God some worship. Amen. Wherever you are, lift your hands. Talk to the Lord for just a moment. I want God to help us. I want God to help us tonight. Amen. We need him right now. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 To those here in the sanctuary, you may be seated. And anybody else that's standing, you may be seated as well. I just can't see you. Praise God. Amen. I, I want to tonight talk to you about something I really feel on my heart. And I, I, want to, uh, I don't want to belabor the point. I don't want to take a long time to try to develop what I'm feeling tonight. But at the same time, because of some of the verses that we need to look at, it's going to take me just a little bit of time to clarify because so much of the church world has taken some of these terms and twisted their meanings and, and caused us to believe wrong things about what the scripture is really saying. So please just bear with me for a little while tonight. Amen. And uh, I see some amens coming in and thank you. I do appreciate that. Amen. To know that you're out there listening. John chapter 1 verse 1, familiar setting of scripture to us as apostolics, but I, I want to talk about it here for just a minute as I lay a little bit of a foundation. John chapter 1 verse 1 says this. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. Everyone say word. Word. In the beginning was the word. Read. And the word was with God. And that word was with God. And the word was God. And the word was God. Now, uh, I, I've taught Truth Church. I've, I've dealt with this so many times. If you've been here any length of time, you've heard me talk about this, uh, this term word in the original Greek, lagos. And uh, I've talked about what it really means. It's more than just a spoken term. It's more than just a, a, a phrase that uh, comes across your lips. But really, it is something far far deeper. It is an entire concept. I like to use the term blueprint. Amen. Really what it is, it is a plan. It's a plan. In the beginning, God had a plan. Amen. Oh, I, I, I tell you, I could get sidetracked so easy and I, I don't want to, but listen to me. God wasn't shocked when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. God was not caught off guard. That man, amen, had, had thrown away the glory with which God had clothed them. God knew it was coming. He knew it when he created man. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation of the world before God ever made a man he had a plan and that plan was to save mankind from his sin God had a plan amen, amen. and that plan was with God and that plan was God he was the plan it wasn't that the father was searching through heaven as one song says, just suppose God searched through heaven. He couldn't find one willing. God didn't search anywhere. God didn't have to look anywhere. 
I'm telling you, God knew from the beginning what he was going to do. Amen. God wasn't looking for somebody that he could sacrifice. Hallelujah. The plan was God. Amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, God's plan is expressed in this book we call the Bible. His plan is written for us very clearly in his word. His word is his will. Amen. In fact, when God got ready to fulfill that plan, when he got ready to to bring that plan into existence, amen, he turned that plan into flesh. John chapter 1 and verse 14 says this. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Yes. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes. Please understand what I'm trying to tell you tonight. God had a will from the beginning. God knew what needed to be done before he ever spoke this world into existence. He had a will. And his will was, amen, I'm going to save mankind. Now the plan that God had drawn up required the shedding of blood and God is a spirit. He didn't have any blood as a spirit, but here's what he did. He said, I'm going to take on a human form. I'm going to put this plan into flesh and I'm going to take on flesh and blood so I can offer it for the salvation of my creation. Hallelujah. Stay with me here for just a moment tonight. Hallelujah. And so, and so it was that the plan of God became a man. The will of God became flesh. Hallelujah. That's why Jesus said what he did in John 14 and verse 10. Believest thou not that I am in the Father? I'm in the Father. And the Father in me. And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself. Listen, listen, church, here's what I'm telling you. This is why he said that. The words I speak, I don't speak of myself. You know what he was doing? He was just voicing the will of God. He was putting a voice to the will of God that had always been there. He said, I'm not making up the things that I'm saying. I'm not writing my own speeches. This is not coming from my humanity, but dwelling inside of this flesh is the omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent God. And the words that I speak are the verbal encasings of the will of God. Amen. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me. And he doeth the works. He's the one. He speaks the words. He does the works. Because this is the will of God. In bodily form. Amen. That's why the works he performed were not performed in his humanity. They were performed according to the blueprint or the plan or the will of God. Amen. That's why when he wrestled with the inevitable fact that he was about to, amen, to encounter. 
encounter in the garden, he yielded himself totally to the blueprint, to the will of God. Luke 22 and 42, he said this. Saying, Father, Father if thou be willing, if you're willing remove, this cup, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, but nevertheless, I understand this much. I'm not on this earth to do what I want to do. I'm not on this earth to accomplish what I want to accomplish as a man. I'm here for one purpose. I am here to do one job. And my job is to do the will of my father that sent me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Since Jesus was God's will in the flesh, he understood better than anyone that what God had written into his will had to be accomplished. Are you following me? And what God already had in his mind, the will of God that was already existent in the mind of God, it could not be altered. It could not be changed. Hallelujah. Whatever God willed had to be done. Praise God. I'm here to tell you tonight that throughout the ages, anytime God ever declared, I will, he always did. Are you hearing me tonight? There's never been a time that God ever spoke those words, I will, that he didn't follow through on it. I'm here to preach tonight, amen, about the counsel of God's will. Stay with me, hallelujah, as I deliver what's on my heart tonight, amen. I'm telling you, when God says, I will, he does. Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God. And there is none like me. Declaring, declaring the, listen the to this. end from the beginning. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times. And from ancient times. The things that, the things are, not yet that done, are not yet done. Saying my counsel saying shall stand. My counsel is going to stand. And I will do all and my pleasure. I will do all my pleasure. I hope somebody is listening to this preacher tonight. I'm telling you when God set something in his will, he said, I have declared the end. I'm not waiting to see how it ends. I'm not going to be surprised by the last line in the chapter. I've already declared it. I've already said it. I've already established it. Amen. Things from ancient times were determined by the counsel of the will of God. And he said, my counsel is going to stand. And I will do everything that pleases me. Hallelujah. Abraham is a case in point. Look at Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. Yes. And I will make and of wait thee. A minute, a wait a minute. And what? I. I will make will. of thee. And I will make of thee. A great, a great nation. And, and I will bless I thee. will bless thee. 
Read. And make thy name and make great. Thy name great. And thou shalt, and be, thou a blessing. shalt be a blessing. And I will and bless I them. will bless them that, that bless thee. And curse and him, curse that, him curseth that curseth thee. And in thee and shall, in all, thee families shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now listen, God said that to Abraham when he was already an old man. He said, I will make of you a great nation. Abraham, I don't care if you're 90 years old. I don't care if your wife cannot bear children children that doesn't matter to God I've already declared how this thing's going to turn out I've already established what the end is going to be and it doesn't matter how much time passes and it doesn't matter how many obstacles you face once God said I will it is done oh hallelujah amen amen that's why when God spoke to Abraham and said, I want you to take your son, your only son. Now, Abraham had another son, but not one that God honored. It was one that was the working of Abraham's own carnal plan. But as far as God was concerned, there was one son through which the promises would be fulfilled. And God spoke to Abram, and he said, I want you to take that son and offer him as a sacrifice to me can you imagine what Abraham must have felt like can you imagine how betrayed his mind must have been telling him that he was are you hearing me Abraham was a man just like the rest of us he'd had these promises He'd waited years on this boy. And now God said, you take him and kill him. But Abraham didn't waver. Abraham wasn't worried. I'm telling you, Abraham wasn't concerned about what was going to happen in the future. Oh, I wish somebody would get a hold of what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Amen. Here's the attitude of Abraham. When they finally reach that place and they're standing at the foot of the mountain and he knows this is where it's going to happen. This is where it's going to take place. I'm here to obey the voice of God and God told me, amen, to slay my son. I'm going up on this mountain and I'm going to put him to death. But listen to the words of this man of faith. Genesis 22 and verse 5. And Abraham said Abraham to his said to his young men, Abide ye here you with the stay ass, here with the donkey, and I, and the lad, I will go yonder and, and the lad will go yonder. Uh, listen, he didn't say I'm going to go up there and pout. He didn't say I'm going to go up there and throw a fit. He didn't say I'm going to go up there and argue with God. He said, I want to tell you what we're about to do. We're going up on this mountainside to offer worship to God. Whatever God asks me to do, I'm going to do it gladly. Whatever God asks me to do, I'm going to go through it willingly. I'm preaching to somebody tonight. I know we don't understand what's going on around us, but it's time we get a smile on our face and no, amen, the government's not in control. The virus is not in control. There is a God that works all things according to the counsel of his own will. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Abraham said, I and the lad will go yonder and worship. And come again to you. Now, 
Let me tell you something. Grammatically. And I, I know I don't want to bore you with English grammar lessons tonight. I'm afraid I'm, I'm, I'm boring you enough as it is. Uh, uh, but, but listen to me. Grammatically, the subject of this is I and the lad. That's the subject. And so grammatically, what Abraham said was, I and the lad will go yonder and worship. And I and the lad will come again to you. Amen. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to happen. I know I'm going to obey God. But I also know this. There's a promise riding on this boy. And if I have to sacrifice him, God's going to raise him up if he's got to. God made me a promise. And I know when God says I will, then he's going to do everything he said. It doesn't matter. Amen. What we've got to go through. It doesn't stop the will of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I and the lad. I and the lad. We're both coming back to you. We're both coming back. How could you be so certain, Abraham? Well, Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 to 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, uh -huh. and he ha that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Yeah, now listen to verse 19. Accounting, Accounting that God that was able, God to, raise was able to raise him up. Even from the even dead. Even from the dead. From whence from also, whence he, received, also him he received him in a figure. Here's what Abraham said. He said, you know, two plus two equals four. This is what I know. Amen. Sarah's body was dead as far as bearing children. My body was dead as far as bearing children. So God gave me this boy out of death. And if God's got to do it again, it ain't no big deal to the God of I serve. I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I know what God said and I and the boy are coming back. Amen. We're both going to be back together. Because God did this according to his will. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, he, how did he get that kind of faith, Brother Goff? How did he reach a place that he could say, God is going to raise him from the dead if necessary? Well, I believe, I believe some of that faith hinged on what was said when the promise was made. Go back and read Genesis 17 and verse 19. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed, uh -huh. and thou shalt call his name Isaac. Uh -huh. Now listen. And, and, I will and I will establish my covenant, my with, covenant him with him for an, for everlasting, an everlasting covenant. covenant. And with his, and with his is him. anybody hearing this preacher tonight? Are you understanding what I'm telling you? When the Lord spoke this promise to Abraham, he said, let me just give you a little guarantee here, Abraham. I will establish my covenant with Isaac, it's not going to be with Ishmael. It's not going to be a man with your servant. It's not going to be with anybody else. But I will establish a covenant, an everlasting covenant with Isaac. And I can't have a covenant with 
Isaac if he's dead and rotting in the grave so Abraham said we're coming back we're gonna go worship but we're coming back because God made a promise hallelujah hallelujah God had determined in his will that this is how things would happen and once God says I will it's settled it's done you know Let's think about that for just a minute. Let's think about that for just a minute. Because I know of another very well-known I will that we don't need to forget about in this time of global pandemic. In this time when they're, when they're not allowing us to come together to worship. In this time when health dictates, uh, amen, that we stay a certain distance from one another. Please hear me, church. Uh, there's another I will that we cannot forget about at this time. Uh, Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, Jesus said this. And I say also, I unto, say thee, also unto thee, that thou, thou art, art Peter, Peter, and upon, and this, upon rock, this rock, I will build I my church. Will, I will will I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it I'm telling you that's why neither man nor government nor worldwide pandemic nor even hell itself is going to be able to stop the church of the living God I'm here to preach to you we are in his will we are in his will the church is a part of his will Hallelujah. And God's will is going to be accomplished. You know, I mentioned it the other day in the podcast, but it's worth repeating tonight. That every time the enemy tried to thwart God's will, God's defeated the enemy at his own game. And God has turned it around and made it work to his advantage. Amen. Did anybody hear me talking about how the church was stuck at Jerusalem until persecution came? Amen. Oh, it was bad. It was bad that they were persecuted. But you know what happened? When the devil started persecuting the church, they finally got up out of Jerusalem and went to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth and they carried the gospel with them. And you know, we are in the church today because they suffered persecution. Oh, hallelujah. They were content to stay where they were. Amen. The devil thought he was going to stop the church. He thought he was going to discourage the church. But that's not what happened. Amen. The devil moved on Herod to kill James. And he thought that was going to stop the church. But you know what I see when they arrested Peter, thinking to do the same thing? Something had arisen. Oh, I feel this tonight. Something had arisen in the hearts of the people of God. And you know where Peter found them when he got out of prison? He found them in a prayer meeting. Ah, I wonder if they'd have prayed for James like that. If God might have spared James, I don't know. But I do know this much. Uh, something happened to the church of the living God. Amen. When persecution hit, they fell to their knees. They sought God. And God brought a revival. Amen, amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. When they stoned Stephen... God used it to convert Saul of Tarsus. I'm telling you, church, I don't care what the situation is. You hear me. The devil cannot thwart the will of God. 
everything God has ever done and everything God will ever do is based on the counsel of his will. Hallelujah. We are not here by accident. You hear me? We're not facing this situation by coincidence. And I want you to know, amen, regardless of what the origins are, some say the devil sent it, some say God sent it. I'm not going to say who sent it. I don't know, but this much I know, whatever the origin doesn't matter. I know, amen, not just the author. I know the finisher. I know who gets to declare the end from the beginning. And you hear me, saints of God, this is not the end. God's got a plan for us. God's got a plan for this church. Hallelujah. Psalm 37 verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Amen. The steps of a good man are ordered. They're ordered. They're ordered. You know, my wife and I, we, uh, we, we want to do what we can to try to, Support local businesses during this time. Right. Businesses are suffering. Everybody's suffering. Everybody's hurting. We want to do what we can. You know, we can't just go to a restaurant anymore and just sit down. But I tell you what we can do. We can place an order. Right. We went online today and placed an order. I had some good chicken parmesan. Oh, hallelujah. She had lasagna. We had a great lunch today. Anybody hungry? Well, praise God. Amen. I'm, I'm telling you. Amen. But here's the way it came about, Brother Goff. I had, I had to have an order. There was an order. The reason that they fixed that chicken parmesan and they fixed that lasagna and they put the right dressings on the salad and they knew when to have it ready is because there was an order. Is somebody hearing me tonight? I'm telling you, God, amen, has ordered the steps of his people. Oh, hallelujah. God has already placed an order and he said, this is the way my people are going to go. This is the path my people are going to take. This is the direction I'm going to send them hallelujah devil you thought that you drew up the road map but you didn't my steps your steps saint of God have been ordered and you know where those orders are they're in the will of God those orders are in the will of God whatever comes our way we've got to remember that God God has taken counsel with his will before he ever allowed us to encounter our situation. Child of God, look, I, I, you know, I wish I could see. I wish we had a, a two-way screen tonight so I could see the faces of the people listening right now. I, I wish I could know if you're grasping what I'm trying to get across to you right now. Listen, you're not in the church by accident. You didn't just wake up one day and decide, I think I'd like to be religious. And you just happened into a church that preached Acts 2.38. It didn't work that way. It didn't work that way. Now you had to yield to it. You had to, you had to be uh, accepting of it. But listen to what Jesus said, John 15, verse 16. 
Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. You, you didn't really make this choice. I want to tell you, when you were out there lost in sin and you didn't even know which way to turn, there was a set of eyes that were already fastened on you. Amen. There was a set of eyes that had already sought you out and he sized you up and he said, I'm looking for another member of my team and you're the one. Jaheem, you're the one. I'm putting you on my team. That's what God said. He said, I see something in you. Amen. It doesn't matter what anybody else sees. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I see something in you. I see potential in your life and I am calling you. You didn't choose me I chose you and I ordained you that you should go and bring bring forth forth fruit fruit. that your fruit should remain oh hallelujah whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name hallelujah he may give it to you oh hallelujah amen I'm telling you tonight God wrote your name into his will ages ago he's already ordered your steps Well, how many times have we quoted Romans 8 and 28? I'm trying to hurry tonight. How many times have we quoted Romans 8 and 28? Read. And we know know that all things work together together. for good to them that love God. We know. We know. Everyone say we know. Everyone say we know. We know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are called, the called, according to his purpose. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Now, we read that verse and we think that's all there is to it. In fact, sometimes folks leave off the last little part of that. They just want to quote the first part. We know all things work together for good. Or they might add to them that love God. And they neglect to say to them who are the called. See, you didn't choose him. He chose you. He wrote your name into his will. And because he wrote your name into his will, he also ordained that everything that's going to happen in your lifetime is already written into his will. He's already got, he's already got a victory plan for everybody whose name is written in his will. Oh, Jesus, help us tonight. Hallelujah. Listen, let's keep reading because we don't want to stop just one verse. Let's keep reading. Here's why. This is why all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Read verse 29. For whom he for did, whom foreknew, he did, for he whom also, he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We're, we're about to get into some things, and I don't have much time to, to explain it all, but listen to me. For whom he did foreknow. That's, that's a strong word. God knew you. God knew you. He knew you before you existed. The old song I love to sing Amen. It says, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. I believe that. Brother Jerry, I believe that. I believe that while he was hanging at Calvary, he knew my name. 
For whom he did foreknow. Read. He also, he also did, did predestinate, predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, uh-huh. that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, when he, whom he did predestinate, he did predestinate them, he also them he also called. called. And whom he called, whom he called them he also he justified. justified. And whom he, and justified, whom he justified, them he also, he glorified. also glorified. Now, don't get hung up on this word predestinate. Uh, amen. He's not teaching uh, that some people are predestined to be lost and some are predestined to to. to uh, be saved but this word predestinate simply means to predetermine it is that God knows the outcome and I'm telling you God looked ahead in time God saw you with all your failures he saw you with all of your weaknesses he saw you with all of your problems he saw you exactly as you are amen you can't put on any mask around God he saw into the depth of what your soul would be and yet when he saw you he called you amen he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light somebody ought to be thankful tonight amen that God looked beyond your faults and he saw your needs he saw what he could make of you he saw what he could do with you and God's already determined what the outcome will be if you'll just stay with him You throw in the towel and walk away from him, that's a different story. But you hang on to him. And God's already got a pathway carved out. I'm telling you, there's an end somewhere. I don't know where it's going to take us. I don't know what's going to happen with all this virus. I don't know. I don't know what all's going on, but this much I do know. Wherever we end up, if we'll stay with him... We're going to be smack dab in the middle of his will. And everything's going to be all right. Hallelujah. He's already predetermined. There is a plan for victory for his people. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been chosen by him. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. No matter what happens, your victory is written in God's will. Isaiah 46 verses 9 and ten. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, the end from the beginning. and from ancient times from ancient the things times. that are not yet done, yes. saying, my counsel saying, shall stand. My counsel shall stand, and I will and do I all my will pleasure. do all my pleasure. Saint of God, I'm telling you, he's already expressed to this church time and time again what his counsel is. He's already let us know. He's given us a sneak preview of where we're headed. Amen. And nothing that's going on today has sidetracked God, nor has it cast the will of God aside. He's still working his plan. In the midst of every situation, God's still working. In the midst of you losing your job, God's still working. In the midst, amen, of families in sickness, he's still working. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what goes on in this world. God is still on the throne and he's still working all things after the counsel of his own will. Musicians come. Amen. David, I want to close. I want to close tonight by changing my direction. 
I've been preaching to the church. I've been trying to encourage the people of God. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up. God's got a plan for your life. God's working in your life. But I want to change here for just a minute. And I want to say to any sinner or backslider that might be listening tonight, God, God knew you'd be listening to this message. In fact, I don't believe you're listening by accident. I don't believe it's a coincidence. I believe God ordered your steps because I believe God has written your name into his will. Now here's what David said about trying to get away from God in Psalm 139 verses 7 and 8. Whither shall I go from thy Where spirit? Where can I go? Or whither shall I flee from thy Where presence? Where can I flee from his presence? If I ascend up into if heaven, up thou into art heaven. there. He's there. If I make my if bed I in hell, my bed behold, thou art hell, there. He's there. I'm telling you, tonight, David realized, I can't get away from this God who wrote me into his will. If you think you can, just go talk to Jonah. Just go ask Jonah if you can run from God's will. Go find out from that old prophet how things fare when you try to get away from a God who's fastened his eyes on you. Jonah couldn't escape. Saul of Tarsus we mentioned a while ago. But the interesting thing is when the Lord spoke from heaven here's what he said. He said, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against these pricks. What do you mean, Jesus? Oh, you know what I mean. You've been feeling it. I've been goading you along. I've been ordering your steps. I had a plan for you when you were fighting against me, when you were imprisoning my people, when you were signing papers to have my children put to death. I was still working on your behalf, Saul. You're not going to get away from me. I've got your name written into my will. Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, my friend, if you'll just surrender to God, God's got a place in his kingdom for you, for your life, for your family, for your future. Once God writes you into his will, he's going to do everything in his power to see that his will is accomplished. Why don't we take some time right now and begin talking to the Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's seek after Him. If you're listening tonight and you don't have the gift of the Holy Ghost, just repent of your sins. Ask God to forgive you. Ask Him to have mercy on you. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. I'm telling you, God has ordered your steps to hear this message tonight. God directed you so you could know he's pulling for you. He's drawing you. He may be even sending some goads your way. 
He may be sending the prick your way. He may be sending a great fish your way. You may find yourself in the belly of hell. That's the way Jonah described it. But I'm going to tell you, even there, when Jonah repented, God had mercy. And God still brought about his plan. I'm preaching. I'm preaching to you tonight. I'm telling you, he is faithful and just. He's faithful and just. Hallelujah. He will forgive your sin if you'll just ask. He's not willing that any should perish. It's up to you. If you want to be saved, God will do everything to save you. God wants you to be in his kingdom. Oh, let's talk to him. Let's talk to him. Repent of your sins. Repent of your sins. Tell him you're sorry. Ask him to change your life. And when you have finished, lift your hands and surrender. And ask him to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Ask him to let his spirit come and live inside of your heart. And when it happens, you're going to speak in tongues as the spirit gives you the ability. You're going to be saying words you don't even understand. But it's a heavenly language. It's God's way of saying welcome to my family. Welcome to my family. Hallelujah. If you want to be baptized in Jesus' name, I'm telling you, even in this hour of social distancing, amen, I'm telling you, we can find a way to get you baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is calling for somebody. God, amen, God is reaching for somebody tonight. If you'll just let him draw you right now, talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him.